Greetings to you in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As I come to you this morning, beloved, on this first Sunday, which is a communion day for those of us who are members of Pacoima, United Methodist Church, and many others across the world, Pacoima has been sent out a home communion set that has been consecrated by me, and I encourage them to use their their set, their service, at the end of this word. Our scripture lesson for today is found in the New Testament Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10, verses 24 through 33. And listen now for the word of the Lord. A disciple is not above the teacher or a servant above the master. It's enough for the disciples to be like the teacher and the servant like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered and no secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell it in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. Everyone, therefore who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, as I stand before you and your people and my people today, I ask that you would give me the strength to do what you have called me to do. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Let everybody say, Amen. Our sermon topic is There is a war continuing to go on. Beloved, there's, there's been a pain in my heart and my spirit during these last weeks, beginning with the sudden lockdown in this country caused by what is called the coronavirus or COVID-19. The announcement that this virus had become a worldwide pandemic causing death and suffering and grief all over the world. And now being attacked once again by another virus called white supremacy. A virus unlike the coronavirus that is new and attacks everybody, but a virus that has plagued black people for centuries. And in these United States of America, in particular, because that's where I've been. 
I looked up how many documented cases of uprisings by black people in this country there are or have been. And I came up with 15 pages of listing hundreds of incidents. So there must be thousands. And so I realized that my exhaustion with this disease is legitimate. My anger is legitimate. African-Americans are tired. We are sick. We are dying because of the disease of white supremacy. Oh, it's a disease. It's a virus that affects us in ways that are so humane. But there are still those who believe that we are not human beings that justifies the slavery they had us in, and therefore the disease is just justified when it kills more African-Americans than other others. People just become indifferent. Lord, please have mercy. African-American people today, we ought to be worn out, and yet, and yet, and yet I know that we will rise as always, but still I have wept over the plight of black people like Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. Who among us can love black people and not we? My tears have slowed, beloved, and my job is my joy is coming as I pray and ask. Is there a word from the Lord for the church today? And the Holy Spirit sent me to our lesson. Now, beloved, when we investigate the background of our gospel lesson, we discover that Jesus had just finished commissioning his 12 disciples to go out and do the work of divine and godly ministry. And according to the very first verse of this 10th chapter of Matthew, uh, Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every infirmity. Beloved, just as we are witnessing today, the whole world was an emergency room then too. And they, the disciples, were God's trauma unit. They were called to take healing and wholeness to a broken and suffering humanity. Oh, but before they released to go out into the world, Jesus found it necessary to warn them about what they were going to face. In other words, Jesus found it necessary to warn them of the persecution and the evil they were to face as they went about doing their work. And so we find in verse 16, Jesus says to the disciples, he says, see, listen to me now. He says, I'm not sending you out like sheep. I am. I am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Oh, child of God, to Jesus and his faithful disciples, this thing called evil was more than just a notion, more than a, a abstraction, more than bad luck, more than being in the wrong place at the wrong time. No, to Jesus and his faithful disciples, evil was a concrete reality that they had to face. In fact, evil was a personal reality that had a name. In our text, Jesus says, if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? 
Evil has several names in the Bible, like Satan or Lucifer, or the name we see here in our text, Beelzebub. But no matter what name evil was called, evil was evil. And the disciples of Jesus had to face evil head on. May I submit to you that white supremacy is evil, and we must call it what it is. A child of God. One of the things that just irritates me is to find the church of Jesus Christ so naive about the evil in the world. There was a time in my own sheltered life when I too was naive about the level of evil that is real. Oh, but my eyes were opened wide when I left Lubbock, Texas and intentionally made my way to Harlem, New York City in the 60s because I said I always wanted to be where nobody else wanted to go, but I knew Jesus would be there. I witnessed in Harlem the lowest level of the effects of any evil we call white supremacy in this country, and it was astonishing to me the evil of white supremacy causes all kinds of inhuman suffering. The poverty, the powerlessness, the drugs, the gangs, the anger, the rage, the silence, the pain, the hurt, the sickness, the inhumane actions of white supremacy in this country called America was beyond anything I could have imagined. Oh, but I saw it. I lived among it and I knew that it's real. And after being diagnosed, I have lived fighting this terrible disease all these 77 years of my life. And so many of you even more. And oh, not just me. Anybody who is African-American in this country has been a victim of white supremacy, whether they know it or not. You see, uh, 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 many walk around this country in denial of, uh, of their symptoms are not evident. But they are carriers, all African-Americans are. You cannot run from this disease acting white. You can't run from this disease acting white to not have the disease. You have to be white. And we cannot be the church of Jesus Christ and just stand by and watch people suffer. I've seen the church do it. We must be soldiers in the army of the Lord. And therefore, beloved, we need to hear what Jesus said to his first disciples as he prepared to send them forth into a hostile and evil world. For these same words apply to us today as the disciples of Jesus in the 21st century. Dearly beloved, first, first. From the words of Jesus, we learn that to defeat evil in our lives and in the world, we must first anticipate evil's attack. Tell your young sons, mamas, tell your young black son. In other words, as disciples of Jesus doing God's will, we, we must realize that we are going to be attacked by the devil and that we may as well prepare for it. Now, the only reason there may be people in the church who are not preparing to attack evil is that they are evil themselves. There are a lot of evil people in the church, too. And this is what Jesus was trying to get over to his disciples when he said in our text, a disciple is not above his teacher. 
If they have called the head of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of the household? And so Jesus is saying that, that what they did to me, they'll do to you if you are my disciple. And what did they do to our Jesus? They slandered him. They maligned him. They abused him and finally crucified him. And if the evil one attacked Jesus this way, the evil one will also attack us, the disciples of Jesus Christ. Stop wanting to be so comfortable, Christians. Therefore, we must anticipate the enemy's attack, for this is the only way that we will be sure to prepare our defenses against the evil of white supremacy. Listen, listen, listen. As an African-American for many years, I can just smell white supremacy. I have studied it, and I can identify it in its many forms. And I had a white grandmother who could call it out too. We cannot be wimpy Christians. That is an oxymoron. Now, beloved, as Christians, we should know that the devil is out to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's his resume. And he has weapons of drugs and jails and deceit and lies and sneak attacks to do it. Now, that's the truth. Now, you might have heard that the truth hurts. No, the truth doesn't hurt. It's just that the devil has made a lie feel good. The truth will set you free. Do you, do you feel it this morning? Are you, are you listening? Listen, listen. First, we defeat evil when we anticipate its attack. But we learn a second strategy for defeating evil from the words of Jesus. That second strategy is to force evil out into the light. Hallelujah. Jesus said in verses 26 through 27, Don't fear them for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Because what I tell you in the dark, utter in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim upon the housetop. Child of God, Jesus is telling us that as Christians, we need to have a tell-it attitude with evil. We need to be loud-talking evil. We need to put evil's business out in the street. Oh, today, beloved, one of the things that we're not doing enough of is talking out loud about white supremacy. Beloved, this lesson is saying that Christians need to always be detectives when it comes to evil coming into our lives and our communities. We, we need to find out the truth and tell everybody. We, we need to be finding out some things, beloved. Oh, oh. Listen, who's really doing most of the looting? And then white supremacy needs to ask, who are the biggest thieves in the world? Who is the expert at taking what other people have and calling it theirs? Who are the ones who will scream and say, do not make me feel guilty about what my four parents did while doing the same thing their four parents did in a different way? And there's a word for people who do not want to feel guilty. They are called psychopaths. 
as an African-American. I'm just so tired of protecting fragile white feelings at the expense of my own health and welfare. Because here's the truth, my brother, my white brother, some of y'all. If I love you, I will tell you the truth. And who knows the truth more than the one at the bottom? Tell the truth, church. It's found in the word of God. We all need to be finding out things about the devil. Jesus says, what I give you in the dark, take it to the light. That means march, that means demonstrate, that means scream. And to the hilltops, it means stand. That means fight. That means die. That means confront. That means having righteous indignation. I challenge you to watch the movie, The Messenger. Many times Hollywood is braver and more knowledgeable about evil than the church. Beloved, one way to defeat evil is to force it out into the light. That's what's happening today. Praise the Lord. Listen, the devil is too stupid to even realize that cameras are on the devil today. <laughs> well, there's yet another strategy that we learn from Jesus for dealing with evil in our lives, and that is to face the evil with holy boldness and holy confidence. I wish some of my white friends would talk more about their own white supremacy to their own people. Because I'm convinced that the reason Christians today do not fight evil like we should is that we're afraid. We're some scary people. We're afraid of what people will say, afraid of losing our job, afraid of being killed, afraid of going out alone, afraid of our families, afraid of ourselves, our children, our husbands, our wives, afraid we won't get a good appointment. Well, I never had to worry about that. I was in Compton. It was nowhere else to go for me anyway. Afraid, 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 afraid. The Bible says God did not give us a spirit of fear. And Jesus knew that about us, so he said, he know we scared in verses 28 through 30, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, rather fear him who can destroy both soul, body, and hell. You better fear God. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, Jesus says, and not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's will? Listen, even the hairs on your head, love it, are all numbered. Fear not, fear not, therefore. You are more valuable than many sparrows and even a dog. In other words, Jesus is saying that we can face evil with holy confidence because nothing can happen to us outside of God's will, beloved. And even if harm comes to our body, nothing or nobody can harm our soul. Glory to God. So fear not. Don't be afraid. Well, I must confess that I've done some dangerous things to protect oppressed people. Yes, I have. Only to learn that in Harlem, God had provided. There was a Puerto Rican gang watching over me <laughs> in the streets of Harlem. And in Compton, oh, my love it. It was the nation of Islam, Mosque 54 in particular, who were watching 
over me in that war zone. And so I know that the same God who cares for and watches over the sparrows will surely care for and watch over you and me. Yes, he will. You know, today, beloved, we need some more Harriet Tubman's. Yes, we do. We need some more Martin Luther King Jr.'s. We need some young and more and more Louis Farrakhan's. And we need some more fearless leaders who fight for us because the world is not through trying to kill black people. Oh, I thank God. Yeah, we've come a long way, but we have not arrived yet. And I thank God that we are not where we used to be. But child of God, we are not where God will have us be yet. Don't be so happy living in the hotel. Be happy when you own the hotel. Oh, thank God that some people have given their lives for our freedom. But we still are not thoroughly free yet. I'm just saying. Oh, my. But one day I heard Jesus say that. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. So I pray, Lord, please do not let me be like the devil. And that's why I choose to believe the word of God, because I want to be like Jesus. I believe the word of God. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. So be content, black and brown people. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I believe the word, Jesus said. I have given you authority, listen, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall hurt you. Thank you, Lord. I believe the word of God. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I'm saved from my enemies. Yes, I am. And so with all that has been going on for over 500 years now in America, the systematic, infested, ongoing acts of white supremacy, I say, get thee behind me, Satan. For greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And I claim the victory in Jesus' name. Like the songwriter says, I shall see his face because I'm going to wear a crown. Life didn't begin as a slave again. I'm going to wear a crown again. Oh, beloved. I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed your soul and your spirit. It's okay, African American. We ought to be upset. We ought to be. And as a pastor, I symbolically open the doors of God's church and I invite you to, to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And if you would like to join us here at McCormick First UMC, please call the church and I will return your call. And also, I do hope that you would hit the top, the thumb, 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 the thumbs up button if you enjoyed this service and subscribe to our channel. And I also offer you an opportunity to give to this ministry. Go to our website and give with a cheerful heart. We would greatly appreciate it. And remember God's word. It's not in quarantine. Spread the word of God and share this video.
child of God, I send you love and blessings. I ask God to strengthen you, to give you holy words, to face these days and in this time. Remember to rejoice this joy that we have. The world didn't give it to us. And the world Because the Lord is my shepherd I have everything I need He lets me rest in the meadow's grass And He leads me beside the quiet stream he restores my failing hands And he helps me to do what honors him the most That's why I'm safe That's why I'm safe Oh, that's why I'm safe Take care of me, I'll say.